Hey guys, I want to remind you of the sponsor of the month, which is Origin. You got to follow the link in the show notes and check out everything that they're doing. Everything is sourced in America, made in America, built in America, and their products are top notch. We're also doing a giveaway with them this month that you'll want to check out. Jump over on Instagram and you can find out how to sign up. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Hey guys, welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. Hope you all are doing well today. I want to remind you about the intensive. It's coming up in May. If you've not been on the intensive before, we go to Eminence, Missouri for three days in the second weekend of May every year. This year, it happens to be the 11th through the 13th, and we're going to get together with a group of about 75 men from all over the country, and you can come and learn about uh, some great content, float on the river for two days, about 40 to 50 miles of floating on the river, Uh, just some great great times with good brothers from all over that uh, are really going to challenge you and help you. And so I want to encourage you to come. If you don't know about it, check out the links in the show notes and you can reach out to me for any more information that you may may want and I will be able to get that to you. I'm excited today to talk to a new friend, a brother in Christ and a guy that's an outdoorsman out in the woods, out in the field and doing a lot of hunting and has got a lot of good things going on, a lot of irons in the fire. We're going to hear from Hunter McWaters today. Hunter, how's it going, man? Great, man. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and pray, ask for the Lord's yeah. help, and then we'll get to know you. Sounds good. Father, we just thank you for this time. We ask for a blessing upon the conversation. I thank you for what you got going in the life of Hunter and in his family and in the people that he gets to work with. Uh, you're doing a lot of great stuff. We're excited to hear about it. And thank you so much for for your grace being upon us and present right now. Uh, Jesus, help us. I trust that you will. Holy Spirit, shine a big spotlight on on Christ, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, bro. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and then what it is you got going on. Yeah, man. So uh, my name is Hunter. That is my actual name. <laughs> um, and uh, I live in Virginia. I grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Now I live in Centerville, which is up near Washington, D.C. Um, and I have two kids. I got an eight-year-old boy and three-year-old little girl. And um my wife is Iranian American and she has a just amazing testimony, um, wow. which is like a whole nother story, but, um, she's Christian, obviously, um, met her at CBN where I used to work, which I'm sure we might get into, uh, Christian broadcasting network. Um, and then I have the third child on the way. So getting here one month before hunting season starts. So, you know, we were trying nice. to plan that out a little bit, but the Lord helped me out there because that was like the cutoff. My wife was like, if it's a month, you're good. You can go. Um, I was like, <laughs> all right. So um, and obviously I wouldn't want to miss it. But yeah. um, but anyway, yeah. So um, I'm sure we'll get into this stuff, too. But um, I started hosting a podcast myself about two years ago. Just uh, hit the 100th episode a couple month or two ago. And, um, and yeah, and with my background in television, um, I started doing some filming on my hunts and, um, really made some just really quick and awesome progress through the podcast in the outdoor industry, specifically in kind of the Western hunting, uh, niche. Cause that's kind of what really changed my life. I've always been a hunter, but 
when I found Western hunting, it really changed a lot mm. of things. I'm sure we can get into that too, but yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I actually am launching a television show on the sportsman channel, uh, in quarter three of this year, which would be like around July of 2023. So really excited about that. And, um, and also being able to weave in my faith and hopefully kind of be light life and light, light life and love uh in the space that's kind of my goal and to um kind of and we can talk about this too but sort of one of the things that i think is unique about my podcast is um is i like to talk about spirituality with my guests i don't really get preachy not that that's bad uh there's place for that but i felt like the lord telling me my place was to kind of have the conversation because uh, there's tons of great content in the space about mental uh, mental toughness and physical fitness, but I see us as triune beings, you know, spirit, soul, and body, and no one was really talking about the spirit side. So I figured it'd be kind of cool if I could bring that into the conversation without kind of forcing one theology down people's throats. That way, guys who may not be into Christianity or religion at all would still enjoy the content, find it useful and entertaining, um, but start to ask those questions of themselves because i believe in the end if you ask the questions and you seek you will find the truth which is jesus so um i don't think i have to be again there is a place for you know really being aggressive but um i think my place at least for now is more on the side of just kind of getting guys to open that door and see what's there and yeah so anyway um yeah, that's kind of what I great got going stuff. on in a nutshell. I'm sure we can kind of dive into wherever yeah. you want to there. Yeah, great stuff. Well, I have bits, bits and pieces of your story just from listening to your show yeah. and hearing some of your background. Let's let's dive into that a little bit, and then we'll kind of make some shifts and pivots in the show and, and get to some of the hunting content a little bit later. But sure. I do want to hear your story because I know that you had a period of time when you were running from the Lord and oh, yeah. you know God really got a hold of you and really got your life turned back in the right direction and that affected a lot of different aspects of your life so i'm curious sure. about that about you know sometimes it can be tough to pinpoint exactly mm-hmm. when it was that we were converted but certainly we can identify seasons in which you know the gospel of jesus became clear and you know god uh clearly turns us from one direction to another and and yeah. uh so i'd love to hear that and then also i'm curious about the cbn stuff because yeah. you know there's caricatures about christian media and I'm curious about what your experience was with that, but let's sure. just kind of get there by way of your testimony about when you became a Christian and then that time walking away from the Lord and God bringing you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I will say my own story challenged my story, challenged my own theology because uh, I don't know where you fall on this and I'm sure we could have fun talking about it, but um, you know, I, I at one time was a ble- a very reformed, you know, theology kind of person, but my own story made, like just kind of made me question that because um the whole once saved, you know, uh once saved always saved thing <laughs> was not the case in my life. Um at least I don't think so. So I do I was raised in a great Christian home, had awesome parents, had every opportunity. Um you know, yeah, they were awesome and uh, raised in church, uh, in the Baptist church. And I, I do believe that I was saved as a child um, at like a church camp. Um, I had real experiences, I believe, with the Holy Spirit and, you know, with Jesus and um, was walking it out pretty, pretty well. I was pretty involved in church, played in the worship team. 
um, since I was probably 13 or 14 years old. And, um, you know, then, yeah, I think it was my junior, senior year. Um, and I'm not blaming the girl, but I had my heart broken, you know, by my first love, not again, not blaming her, but for whatever reason, I started drinking. I think that may have played a part in it. I don't know. Maybe it was just rebelliousness or whatever, but, um, started drinking and, um, you know, right away I was, uh, I was taken to excess. Like I was never, you know, I was always like the kid who had to be the drunkest one there. You know what I mean? Right, like just, right. I was just over the top, you know, like there was no real moderation for me. It was just kind of, I was just, and that's kind of my personality for better, or for worse. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not, but, uh, I usually I'm all in on something or not at all. Yeah. So I was all in on that, unfortunately. And, um, and then went to college, went to Virginia Tech. And um, and then in college, you know, man, I was just thinking the other day, like, you know, college was such a quote unquote important part of, you know, people's lives and our lives or whatever and culture. But, man, it can be really bad. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you know, it can be good, too. Um, but I, um, it, it, you know, I found myself questioning my faith intellectually um, and again, that's a whole other rabbit hole we could go down um, because sort of some of the things I was taught um, as a child in my faith, I no longer believe. And I think those actually were kind of destructive intellectually for me. Um, and we can dive into that if you want to. But um, anyway, started wandering. I got really heavily involved in like the music scene. Um, and... Yeah, there's so many facets. I'm really just trying to boil it down to the essentials here. Yeah, um, that's fine. But basically, um, and I had in high school started taking like prescription ADHD medication. And I only mentioned that because I still feel very strongly that even doctor prescribed ADHD medication is extremely dangerous and yeah. I would not recommend it for anyone. Anyway, um, but I started smoking marijuana and um, you know, I was in a I was in a band and that was my priority was like partying and, and the band like, you right. know, and I, I, and school was like, Oh yeah, I'll, you know, I'll cram for the day before a test and get, I got like B's and C's. Um, so I just got kind of deeper and deeper into that and um, really bought into this lie of the enemy, the whole, you know, the whole tortured artist thing. Like it's, you know, like Jimi Hendrix, like it's cool to die young and all this, like just totally like demonic, like lies being in, mm-hmm. you know, put in my life. And, um and like, somehow had in my mind that is like cool to be like an addict or something. I don't know. Also I have sort of a family proclivity to addiction, but gotcha. anyway, um, that just kind of progressed and got worse and worse. And again, I was kind of all into that and just trying everything. I mean, psychedelics, hallucinogens, you know, just, and then it started getting into harder stuff. Like I started messing with pills and then after school, I was just kind of lost. Like I didn't have any faith. I didn't have any, job i didn't know what i wanted to do i kind of wanted to go into the music industry and um and got introduced to like oxycontin and stuff and um didn't really know i don't think quite the danger of what i was messing with Mm -hmm. um and then i got like you know full-on addicted to uh to like opioids and stuff and um yeah again like I'm trying to keep it somewhat reader's digest version because it is a <laughs> very right. like 
back and forth, up and down story. Nothing's, you know, easy, but to, to condense it a little bit, um, I, I do actually remember. So that all went down and I was just really depressed and I was able to kind of get clean actually mm-hmm. from the hard stuff, but I was still kind of keeping one foot in the door with like the smoking pot and stuff and, and, and the prescription uh, ADHD medication. But I did recognize the other stuff was really damaging me. And I do remember, like, I got saved, like, again. I remember, actually, I was, like, sitting in my room in my parents' house. I still vividly remember it. And I was just reading um, the scripture. I was reading, I think it was Matthew. But I come to this point where I was like, all right, I don't want to, I don't read any, like, books. Or I didn't want to read anything except for just the stuff Jesus said. So I was like, I'm just going to literally only read red letters. And I just literally, like, I don't know, Lord opened, opened it up to me or... I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I remember just reading and be like, wow, this is true. This is real. Like, and I like got saved, like by myself sitting in my room, reading the Bible. Um, but then, you know, as like, you know, life, like I said, it's never quite that simple. And so I was really on fire for the Lord for a while, actually. Um, and that's what kind of ultimately led me to getting a job at CBN and all this stuff. But like I said, I still sort of had one foot in the door of some of this of this stuff that I wasn't, I was still holding on to, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I I was doing better. I actually became a worship leader at a church. I was eventually came to work at the Christian broadcasting network, but because I didn't let go of everything, the enemy sort of kind of had his foot in the door and was able to over time, just kind of come back in. And I actually got to a place where I was worse than ever, like back Mm -hmm. on the opioids and doing more and worse stuff. And, um, and I got married in this whole time and had my first child and everything. Well, yeah. And fast forward to my son's about a year old. I've been married for about a year and a half or so. And um and and again, just trying to make it short, just it got to a place where I just I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't mm-hmm. uh, keep the secret, I couldn't keep the lies up. Um and uh had to ask for help and um almost, you know, my wife was like, you know, I'm going to my parents, like, until you get figured out, like, you know, I'm done. Like she was, it was close. Like I'm losing my family and everything and end up going to, uh, going to rehab. Um, I went first for a week and then ironically came back because I had a engagement to play at a worship event. Okay. So I came back early okay. from rehab <laughs> and, uh, and then it wasn't, much longer i relapsed and then i finally went back for the full-on 30 days and still it wasn't like a you know perfect clean cut like you know i i had some stumbles along the way but um have been able to basically uh be clean and sober for about eight years almost now um yeah. haven't had a drop of alcohol in awesome. eight years or whatever and um you yeah. know the opioids haven't been messed. so you know uh, like i said it's n- i'm not perfect um but been clean and sober for you know a while and um, yeah. so anyway well it's, um, yeah it's that's a, the reader's digest version well that's that's <laughs> a fascinating version so a couple things as i reflect on the, the things that you had said i was on ritalin for 20 something years for oh, okay. add and had uh really for very fortunate that coming off of that it eventually eroded my stomach actually i had these weird side effects that was going on where my stomach was just having these real big problems couldn't figure it out and come to find out it was actually 
my it was the the medication sure. so I, I stopped that cold turkey and no side effects it was just a miracle wow. no side effects whatsoever uh no lows no highs no up and downs it was just like no energy I, like low energy levels no low anything. energy or anything wow. and i've never struggled it's just like my That's my awesome. my genetic makeup or something is this god's common grace that i wake up ready to go and my temperament has been one of consistency so it was just a it was a miracle but the effects of that you know the effects of any of those kind of medications because they were so overgiven we don't know what those are going to be long term right and, and i think the consequences of that it could end up being something or god in his grace could could you know really preserve me from any of those effects but i think a lot of that honestly hunter was a misdiagnosis of of wanting boys to act like girls or just to be docile with a lot of that medication yeah. and I, that could be an oversimplification of, of a bigger problem and a more broad problem but um those are powerful drugs to put children on and even young young men on or young women on and yeah. I, I think it's it's uh, demonic it Dude, is man it's, it's, it's not it's, it's it's not good and uh okay so a couple things so theologically you know i'm a, I'm a confessional baptist reformed confessional baptist and so as I, i'm hearing your story you know certainly i think we may, may have a few theological differences but we're united <laughs> yeah here <laughs> Um, for sure, man. Because you know, I hear your story, and I'm thinking, okay, like theological labels aside, okay, you, you talked about being saved again. Where I would frame that differently, and just be able to say, you know, God has been faithful to you throughout mm -hmm. your rebellion, you know, throughout your sin. Yeah. And I mean, what is Philippians? I mean, a, a passage I'm sure you love, verse six, chapter one, verse six. I'm sure this he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion on the day of Christ Jesus. That he's faithful, yeah. and you know, God's sustaining grace has been there even through your rebellion. And, uh, and so, you know, even though you said, you know, you're not perfect and, and, and not the glory of justification though, is that even though we know we have indwelling sin, that because of Christ's act of obedience, we are counted righteous in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so mm -hmm. right now you have a credit of the, the complete and full work of Christ, even though you and I both have indwelling sin. And, uh, and that's an incredible thing to know that we're still on this thing, man, stumbling forward by the grace of God through the power of the yeah. spirit. And yet God is, is faithful. And, you know, your life is a testimony of that, even as you lay out your story of God's faithful hand being on you. And uh, and so even though we may have those differences there, we share a God who's, you know, gracious to sustain. And 100%. so, yeah, I mean, uh, all of our everybody's theologies has holes in it. And, um, you know, I don't claim to be like, oh, I'm right. And everyone else is wrong or, you know, what I mean, and at the end of the day, like I said, most of it's not even like salvation or like it's not um i can't i'm blanking the word top tier issues or yeah it most of it's just like almost like opinion honestly um the main things are the main things and so you know yeah i could be right or wrong but well let's let's turn the corner a bit so you were at cbn then you're on mm -hmm. staff at a church for a minute and yeah at some point or another you transition out of those two you know ministry vocations and and then you know, because I do know your story, you were at a time, even though you were clean and sober, you were not fit, you were not in shape. And there was, it's yeah. almost like, and this is another thing I just want to hear is there was, it's almost like a flip was switched or something where it's like, okay, I want to, I'm going to become a uh, full-time hunter and I'm going to get in shape <laughs> and I'm going to Cam Haynes this thing and get out there and, you know, not be fat. I'm going to be strong and I'm going to be a hunter and I'm going to go out West and you're an East coast yeah. guy. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of obstacles to that. And yeah. I can imagine those initial conversations with your wife or your buddies and, you know, family. And I can imagine them leaning in and thinking, now, now Hunter, you're, you're going to do what? Um, right. <laughs> you know, what, you know, that, that's kind of a, a, a pretty flooded 
uh, market here and how are you going to get this done? So yeah. walk us through then this because a big life change. I mean, this is the middle of having a family and everything. And, and yet you make mm-hmm. this big transition and it seems to be going very well. So what was it that was the kind of the catalyst into, uh, you know, you were this novice hunter and then, you know, turning the corner and saying, I'm actually going to do this thing. Yeah, man, that's a big question. I mean, I believe it's been orchestrated by God from the beginning. I mean, you know, I think as men, this is something I was talking to somebody on a podcast about recently. I don't know if it's certain men or maybe it is lots of men, but we kind of have like phases, you know, like at least my personality type, like I'll get into something and go, you know, really hard and then kind of drop out maybe after a while or or go on to the next thing or whatever. Um, Cause I don't like doing, like I said, I like doing things all in, but you know, as I look back at my life and I've had many phases and, and in careers and stuff like that. And, um, but some, you know, a couple things that I look back, cause it gets to a point where you're like, even questioning yourself, like, you know, my wife's questioning me, I'm questioning it. Like, is this just another thing that I'm just going to do for a couple of years and get bored of it? Right. Um, but you know, looking back, I, I see in my life, two things maybe only two things that are really like constant since i was like a child like you know almost as before i can remember is i loved hunting in the outdoors mm-hmm. right and my faith and um so i kind of felt like well i don't think this is a phase because i've been obsessed with hunting like my entire life and my name is hunter it's like it's my destiny <laughs> <laughs> right um go. but no so um as far as CBN, um, I was, like I said, I was coming out of this first phase of, you know, kind of addiction and stuff and, and looking for direction in my life. I knew I wanted to do, you know, I see verses like seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added. And I'm like, it, I feel that the Lord requires us to be kind of all in or not at all. Like, I mean, you know, there's that other verse, but like you were lukewarm. So I spit you out. Um, so I see these things. I'm like, man, like if I'm going to do this, like I got to do this. So I want to do something ministry. I've always been creatively minded, enjoyed creative things. So I was like, I want to do something creative and I would love to do something where I can travel. Cause I also love international travel and stuff. So I'm trying to figure all this out. And then it was a long process, but then, uh, you know, I think again, providentially the Christian broadcasting network headquarters is in my hometown of Virginia beach Okay, and I get a job. I apply for a job purposely because it's creative, it's ministry and it's travel. I'm a cameraman for the 700 club. And, um, I got some amazing training. I was able to travel all over the world. Um, I spent two years as a cameraman, met my wife there. And then I, uh, really pitched myself to Gordon Robertson among others to become a producer. I became a producer for the 700 club a features producer. And I got to travel to like Ecuador and, thailand cambodia nepal all these cool places doing like disaster and humanitarian relief and uh, so i had that i had some you know basically got like a master's in television production just mm-hmm. on the job and being trained um so i have i have these skills and so i, I worked there for a total of seven years and um and, and realizing all along the way that like i'm building skills and i have now i have skills that are very marketable, very valuable, um, and very real. And, um, and the training, just to be honest, the training that I got at the Christian broadcasting network is on par or better than like any TV 
production out there. Wow. Like I honestly, yeah, uh, amazing. Um, so, so I knew that, and then I did feel like, um, you know, as I was, so then, you know, then, like I said, that old stuff started to creep in towards the end of my time at CBN. And to the point where I'm a full-blown addict again while at CBN. Um, And then had to go to treatment. They were very gracious. You know, I was able to keep my job, came back clean. And then then my faith really started to, as my spirit became alive again, like, and we even learned, like, when you're physically dependent on a substance – physiologically the frontal lobes of your brain shut down and you start thinking with your um i think it's your amygdala it's like they call it your lizard brain it's only it's only concerned with like survival in the next 30 seconds like food you know reproduction and like where am i get my next fix from Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and so and the part of your brain that conceives god and like love is your frontal cortex and that part of your brain is shut down so it's like mm-hmm. they have like basically like physiological and i always knew that like using drugs i felt cut off but like mm-hmm. it's actually like physiological right so wow. and that's the thing it's so cool how god works i think there's so much more overlap between the physical and spiritual realm that people don't even know about but anyway um so i kind of lost my train of thought there it's all right uh, yeah, so I got it. So my faith, my brain, my spirit's coming back alive. You know, I felt like the Lord is slowly baptizing me in the Holy Spirit over a long period, not just a one-time thing. Because um, I felt the Lord telling me, I was like, why don't I have some crazy experience? Like, why don't you just, like, give me a vision or, like, slap me or, like, you know, whatever. And he's like, if I do that, your addictive personality, you'll just be seeking that. He's mm-hmm. like, I've been slowly baptizing the spirit for two years and and I needed that discipline and consistency. Um, so anyway, that was kind of a rabbit trail. But um, I, I started going to divinity school and started getting really more interested in going to full time ministry. Okay. Um, and so I actually did that after a time I left CBN. Actually, right around the time the pandemic started, then I became full time staff at my church as our online campus coordinator literally is like, like almost exactly to the date when like everything shut down and we went completely online. Okay. Which is interesting. Um, and not planned, but, uh, helped them launch their online ministry. Um, was kind of the host of the online service on camera, as well as helping to produce the worship recordings and, and the sermon recordings and stuff. So, um, so it was ministry, but I was still very much in the production kind of side of things and stuff like that. Um, and then that ended, which we can talk about if you want, but basically it's just horrible HR practices at the church, and they treated me really bad, to be honest. Um, but also at this time, I had started during the pandemic, I started my podcast. And <laughs> um I st- oh, man, this just question is so big. You can cut me off if I'm going <laughs> no, too man. long. I keep it up. It's good stuff. Yeah. So there's so many like that's the thing that's so cool about the Lord. It's like so many different simultaneous things happening at once that you don't know. But when you look back, it's like all this like beautifully woven tapestry, right? So at the same time um, that I am starting at the church, um, and everything's shut down, so I'm able to. And at this time when I, you're, you're, okay, your question's so multifaceted, I have to like figure out what's going on. But I, at that time I was pretty overweight, like you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. 
I was overweight before that. But anyway, so I'm at home, working from home, right, with the pandemic. I have tons of extra time. Um, and so that's when I got more serious about my nutrition and fitness. And also, I had time to start this podcast. And the reason behind starting the podcast was because the year prior, I had been invited to go on my first ever backcountry like mountain style hunt which okay. believe it or not was in alaska awesome. um and that's a whole nother like providential story of how that happened but basically a friend invited me um who had kind of done it before and that's what kind of kicked off my fitness journey it was like i started this my friend that invited me is like ex-navy special warfare okay so he's like in top shape mm-hmm. and i started looking at like what we were gonna have to do and so i was like man i really gotta like get in shape for this like or i'm gonna be miserable because we're packing in like miles you know with you know all our stuff on our back and um so i got serious about that got serious about my nutrition all all being told i lost like 75 pounds and got really strong um so anyway and then that trip really changed like like i said i'd always been a hunter but once i found this style of hunting with the the fitness aspect the adventure the mental kind of toughness aspect the just immersive experience of being out there miles in for days at a time like i was Mm -hmm. like this is it like i'm doing this like this is what i want to do like i'd always had this deep like desire for like real adventure and like um this was the only thing that ever scratched that yeah right that i feel like the lord put in me and um and then, then I started, and, and podcasts were a huge part of how I learned how to do all these things. Like I said, coming from the East, I had no experience with backpacking, no experience with mountain hunting, mm-hmm. you know, my, my experience with hunting, which was a lot, but it was all tree stand, whitetail hunting, yeah, which is extremely different. Um, so I started listening to a ton of podcasts and I started realizing that a lot of these guys were believers, but it was not talked about much. Mm-hmm. And I also realized the stuff that really, you know, I liked the tips and tactics in the beginning, but stuff that really I liked in the podcast were the discussions of like fitness and like mental toughness, mm-hmm. which is stuff you don't really hear talked about much in kind of a more Eastern whitetail kind of uh, setting. Yeah. So I was like, man, and I think I, I think we weren't recording yet when I mentioned it to you. Maybe we were, but um, I see us as triune beings, right? Spirit, soul, and body. And I was like, there's tons of great content about your body and your mind, but I don't hear anything being talked about much about the spirit. So can I, can I make a cool, entertaining, informative podcast that anybody, not just Christians, will enjoy mm-hmm. and listen to, but have this spiritual conversation without and yeah. without even being preachy or, you know jamming one theology is down people's throats um i and so that's that's what inspired me to start the podcast um and then you know i started filming some stuff mm-hmm. um, my wife actually surprised me with a kodiak hunt with my friend that i went to alaska with the previous year um and uh she surprised me for christmas it's kind of a cool story but anyway yeah, awesome i was like i'm going to alaska i have to film this like why not right mm-hmm. so, yeah absolutely yeah so i brought my stuff filmed it and i got a couple other opportunities with some other creators to film for them and then some people in the industry saw that film like um my, like a friend and mentor of mine called named brian call some of your uh, audience may know him, maybe not but anyway 
um, started getting a little bit of tension in the industry of like, okay, this kid uh, can physically, not kid, I'm a guy, a man at this point, but this guy can, you know, physically keep up. He can run a camera well, you know, he's got a pod. So like he's, do I started kind of just making some contacts and stuff and the podcast was huge in that too. So anyway, um, started doing that, started making really good traction. And then, uh, man, it's just, taking something that's been a part of my life forever, which is hunting, weaving in the ministry aspect of it, mm-hmm. and then taking my, you know, amazing experience of creating a TV show um, and filming. So I'm actually going to be nice. launching a television show on the Sportsman Channel of quarter three of this year. So like in July of 2023. Um, What's so the show going to be called? It's the same thing, The Hunter's, Hunter's Quest. Quest. Okay. And it's just about... It's same as a podcast. It's like I'm not trying to be, you know, present myself as some kind of expert or anything like that. I'm just a normal guy. It's kind of like a DIY Western hunting show from an East Coaster's perspective and learning along the way and uh, just being authentic and, you know, yeah. kind of showing that if I can do it, you can do it. Well, it's it's neat because all these different skills and competencies that you've collected over the years, the opportunities that God has given you, it's all led to this. And it's so it's it's almost like there hasn't been one single moment where you just knew things have to change. I got to get in shape. I'm going to do the show. It's kind of like a collection right. of all these different things and relationships. <laughs> that, that along that was the why it's so well. hard to answer that question because yeah. it's like so many different things from like, right. I mean, it's been a process, Good, but looking back, you can tell like God's hand, I think is really on it. Okay. Well, let's uh, shift one more time. Yeah. Most of the guys that are listening in, they've got families and uh, they've, they don't really, you know, there's a season of life when you're in twenties, thirties and your kids are younger where you don't have a ton of time for hobbies. You got a, you got a limited sure. amount of time and you got pastoral ministry and duties there. If you've got, you know, a side gig going on, a side hustle, you've got that going on and trying to get multiple streams of revenue and trying to start a business or whatever it may be. So there's limited time. And the time that you do have, you may be able to go on one or two hunts a year. You're not able to get away like you you do as much anyways, but you're, you've got a family as well. And so one of the mm-hmm. things I'm curious about, and this is for my listeners as well, is how do you go about, you've got your vocational life here, you're traveling and you're still traveling quite a bit. How do you get your family involved in the things that you're passionate about? And how do you not uh, try to you know, force them to enjoy the things that you enjoy, but also want to share that with them. So how, how's that work for you? And I know your kids are a little bit younger, so you're probably still figuring that out. Yeah. I have, I'm still trying to figure that out, but how, how do you include your family and sure. in, in your passion for, for hunting? Yeah. Well, for me, I mean, um, you know, I'm kind of blessed because my wife, like I said, we met at CBN. So she was already sort of in like the, you know, TV broadcasting kind of world. Right. So um, and she still works remotely for CBN, actually, for some of the Middle Eastern um, channels, which is really cool. But um, so as far as getting my wife involved, um, I just, you know, if it's a if it's a rough cut of an episode I put together, I always show it to her. Hey, what do you think about this? Like, ask her opinion. Would, would you change anything? Um, you know, she's got a great eye for creative stuff. So, like, if it's an Instagram post or just anything like that. Like, um, I just try to ask her, you know, her opinion. I I really Mm -hmm. do actually value her opinion. Um, she's got a good eye for design and, and video and stuff. So, um, and she's a very wise, uh, person. So, um, whether it's like big decisions or creative stuff, I always just try to ask her opinion and, and actually take it seriously and, um, and involve her that way. Um, as far as the kids, I mean, um, at this point, like I said, they're pretty young. So, 
uh, at this point, it just looks like, you know, this year I took my son on, you know, his first dove hunt and he mm-hmm. just had a BB gun. You know, I was, sh- yeah. I was shooting, just hanging out um, and just kind of teaching him, getting him involved. I'm going to plan on taking him uh, turkey hunting this spring, awesome. you know, just start small and, and not try to, not try to force him to do stuff. I never force him, but so far, you know, it could just be because he's at the age where if I said, Hey, let's go jump off a bridge. He'd be like, yeah, let's do it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, so far, he seems like really pretty interested in hunting. So um, just doing stuff like that to get him involved without being, you know, overbearing or anything like that. So that's kind of how I've It's awesome, man. A lot of good stuff and just been fun getting to know you a little bit and having these conversations. And uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity here in a little bit to point people in the direction where they can find you. And I'll put the the links in the show notes and all that kind of stuff. But uh, so I at the end of every show, I ask people, you know, one question that sets people up to praise God for his grace. And it's just, why do you love Jesus so much? And one of the things I want to encourage you with hunters, you get this opportunity that's coming up and I think you're doing a good job. It sounds like of trying to navigate these relationships in the, in the professional world without trying to, you know, shove the truth down their throat Mm -hmm. um, kind of thing. One caution, one thing that really just set me free at the end of 2018 was uh, a verse in in Mark. I was preaching through, um, I took a break from a series I was preaching and I just preached a, a couple topical sermons. Usually I'm preaching through books of the Bible. And one of the things that uh, really set me free in a lot of ways is Jesus said um, um, that if, if you, uh, that uh, um, if you're ashamed of me and my words in this evil and adulterous generation, I'll be ashamed of you before my father in heaven and the holy angels. Yeah. And it just was a jolt. I'd always been a preacher of God's word. And I don't think I would be viewed as an, a, a guy that's making apologies for God's word, but it's easy to soft to, it's easy to be, um, in other words, Jesus is not giving us op- an option to be embarrassed about his word. So I want to give mm-hmm. you just a, a nudge and an encouragement, man, as you go out there to in no way be embarrassed about the truth. You don't have to shove the truth down people's throat, but the opportunities that God are going to give you are, are really unique. And I think you have sure. a real opportunity to to really proclaim the truth in a way that is helpful to a lot of people. And uh, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm eager to follow your story and follow your your show and and see what the Lord's going to do. And just as a quick nudge, just say, don't be ashamed of, what, uh, of the truth and take the opportunities as God gives them. And, and I think you're the kind of guy that's going to do that. So with 100%. that said, with that said, brother, why do you love Jesus? So, I mean, there's many reasons, of course, but what came to my head was, is, um, you know, to be honest, I think the tradition I was kind of brought up in, and I'm not saying about this, I'm not saying this about all people, like reformed people at all, but there's this tendency to say like over and over like i'm a sinner i'm a sinner i'm a sinner say by grace i'm a sinner and people focus so much more on like that they're a sinner and like not that like well actually you were a sinner you got saved now you're a new creation now you're the righteousness of god in christ right and like if you just spend all your time like saying i'm a sinner i'm a sinner like okay you probably will be uh i think words have power um you know in the tongue lie the power of life and death so Anyway, all I'm trying to say is I got to this place, and I'm not saying it came from my upbringing. I think it was kind of a a lie that the enemy slipped in there. But I came to this place where I had this, and I didn't even know it consciously, but I had this idea in me that if I, because I'm a sinner and I'm bad, you know, I'm not good. If it's some, if there's something that I like want to do, it's inherently bad. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, unless you're going to be a front lines missionary or a pastor in a pulpit, uh, that's good. And everything else that you want to do is bad. Yeah. And I found through my journey, that's not the case. And some people, and, and I'm not trying to dissuade anybody from being a pastor or missionary, but God is a good father. He gives you desires. Obviously some desires are of the flesh and are bad, but he gives you desires and talents and passions for a reason, I believe. Um, you know, and yeah, I could, I could take, for example, hunting or whatever, I could take that and just, you know, completely be addicted, you know, ignore my family. Um, and, and it could become a negative thing. Okay. Right. But, but I, I recognize that, you know, he gave me this, this creative eye for photography and videography. He gave me this love of the outdoors and hunting. Um, and I believe that that's good. Like, and he wants us to enjoy our lives. He's a good father. He gives us good gifts. Mm-hmm. He wants us to do the things that we love and we're passionate about, you know, within, obviously within if his word. Right. right. So I, I believe that, that God gave me these things for a reason. And, and, and it's just amazing that I get to wake up and I am excited about what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. When I'm having downtime, I'm thinking and planning and scheming about what I'm doing, what hunts I get to do next, what how I'm going to create this thing or this episode or do this podcast and how I can work in, um, you know, God's word into it or, um, or even like, you know, it's a hunt expo this weekend. And, you know, I, I will pray for people on the spot. Yeah. If someone's like, if someone's like, oh, for example, one of my um, one of my partners was just told me like, oh man, you know, we're here. My wife is sick. Um, she has cancer actually, and I and I was like, I feel like the Lord telling me like, you need to pray for her. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't expecting to see her, but she actually was there one day, and I just said, hey, you know, I heard, you know, what's going on? Can I pray for you? And and um, and and they're actually a member of the LDS community, which is there's a lot of um mormons in the western hunting space and they're great people and to be honest with you uh i think in a lot of ways they've done a better job of like living out their faith than most christians so so i took that opportunity to pray for her in jesus name i prayed healing over her and um and and she just like started tearing up and like gave me a hug and i don't think a lot of especially in the lds community i don't think a lot of people are used to seeing christians like that are unashamed outspoken and like walking out their faith so um anyway i just i just love that that god allows us to walk in our passions and our desires um as long as it's ultimately bringing glory to him you know yeah Yeah, Uh, if i'm successful in this from where i'm coming from there is no reason in the world why i should be successful at having a TV show about Western hunting. Like I'm completely an outsider. Like when I hunt with some of these guys, I feel like I know nothing. Um, <laughs> but like, if I am able to pull this off, it just, it just brings more glory to God. Cause like, yeah. I couldn't, I could never do any of this without him. It's awesome. Yeah. You get into that, that identity piece. You know, you talk about anyone who zeroes in on one aspect of what it means to be a Christian. You know, Luther talked about we're simultaneously a saint and a sinner and in the scriptures, we're sons of God, we're sheep, we're clay, um, we're friends of God, sons of God. And, you know, there's uh, slaves of, of Christ. There's all these layers to what it means to be a mm-hmm. Christian. And there's beauty in each one of those. 
And uh, and so certainly as sons with a good father, as you're talking about, God has given us desires, whatever we eat, drink or do, do all to the glory of God. And so most people are not going to be yeah. in ministry and most people are not going to go overseas to, to be a missionary in Africa. And most people with the skills and competencies God's given them right in front of them, God's going to give them opportunities to be obedient to him mm-hmm. and to do things that they enjoy for his glory. And we got to, you know, take advantage of those. And so, man, that's, that's a good, uh, it's good stuff. And I'm thankful for you. It's been good getting to know you, man. And yeah, uh, you too, man. why don't you go ahead for those that are enjoying this, tell us where we can find more information then. Uh, and then you said, uh, you, you know, tell us again where we can see your show and, and just sure, call, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, the main place, um, the podcast is called the hunter's quest podcast and it's kind of a play on words because my name is hunter but it's not like my quest it's like our quest as hunters that's why it's like the hunter's quest not just hunter's quest i hope people like get that but um so yeah the podcast i got over 100 episodes like all the i mean many of the biggest names in the hunting and outdoor especially western hunting space i've had on as guests and i'm always working on getting more and better and i have a youtube channel you can search my name hunter mcwaters on instagram at the hunter's quest and then yes the show will be coming out uh july of 2023 on the sportsman channel um so yeah i'm really looking forward to that awesome well everybody thanks so much for listening if you haven't yet please consider leaving a rating or review on itunes go subscribe on gab and just uh thanks for for continuing to come back hunter it's been great man thanks so much for coming on the show yeah man thanks for having me Hey guys, I want to remind you of the sponsor of the month, which is Origin. You got to follow the link in the show notes and check out everything that they're doing. Everything is sourced in America, made in America, built in America, and their products are top notch. We're also doing a giveaway with them this month that you'll want to check out. Jump over on Instagram and you can find out how to sign up.